from Quite the Thing Media. Welcome back to What a Maneuver. I am Kev Armstrong, the, I don't want to say host, mate, because we're, we're, a, we're a regular tag team here, aren't we? Um, I'll be the worker in the ring that does, takes the beat down and then I'll give the hot tag to, to the wonderful Mr Craig Fry. Craig, how are you? I'm good, mate. I'd probably say that you and I were the outsiders, you know, I've got the the Scott Hall thing going on, you're a big sexy Kev, Hollywood Halloran's out shooting movies and... Uh, Xander Waltman's in rehab. <laughs> um, uh, you know that, or I'll go Brett and you can go the anvil, right? I'll go the worker and you come in and just clean house. But we're, we're going to do something we don't usually do, mate. We're going to talk about something that's not 1997 for a change. <laughs> although, yet. Although, <laughs> well, yeah, it's quite early still. Um, although we're going to probably reference quite a lot of things that happened in 1987. Um, Let's start at the very beginning. As they say, this weekend was a, we'll use the term explosive weekend for wrestling. Um, first of all, we had the first British, I'm going to say big event. Sort of stadium, stadium show. Aye, because we had events, we've had pay-per-views, as we used to call them back in the day. Um, but we clash at the castle and Drew's, Drew's hometown, no, Drew's home sit, no, Drew's home country. No, drew somewhere, right? Island. State, <laughs> aye, um, of Wales, but it was quite a decent show. Um, I watched most of it live, so I zoned in and out. Um, we started to, see, or we're really starting to see Triple H's fingerprints over the product with full names coming back. <laughs> um, hospital being said on WWE TV. Um, but what did, we'll go through the matches quickly, right? But what did you think of the show overall before we really get right into them? Brilliant. What a difference a crowd can make for a pay-per-view. I mean, if you're, you know, I, I, I think the biggest one you see is um, uh, Rock Hogan, uh, WrestleMania X8 in 2002, over 20 years ago. If you look at that match on mute, it's not up to much, but the crowd makes such a difference, and my word, the crowd in Cardiff was absolutely banging. You're right. I think if you, I love that Austin, eh, Austin Hogan watch Matt rock match, and but like you say, if you mute it, it that loses a whole lot of its <laughs> its oomph. But ah, the the British soccer chants, as they say, um, for Drew and and various others. But I, I, it was, I've not really watched a WWE pay per view. Um, properly since Mania, I don't think that I've watched some. Let's say one minute of SummerSlam, nothing was attracting me to the product. It was Brock versus Roman again, um, which is really this generation's Orton versus Cena. Um, but let's—I never watched the pre-show. Um, Madcap Moss and the Street Profits versus Austin Theory and Alpha Academy. Just nah. Um, First match in the night the, was... Theory's, theory's money. Theory's going to be money. It will be. And, it will be. But you need to manage uh, him. And I, and I do like I do like Alpha Academy. Um, you know, it's... 
right now they're placeholders. Um, years ago, you could have said, you know, Gable could have been, you know, a steady Eddie ICUS champ. Pro- probably still time, but I think Otis is brilliant. Um, Madcock Moss's potential, Street Profits has been so samey samey for the last two years. It's um, but we're going to remain positive. It got the crowd going. Um, I, I quite like Moss. I, I, I with you. I quite like yeah. him. I thought. I mean, I hated him when they wore those stupid Races. braces and the shorts. Not, not like a heel, but just like it's just so unbelievable. Like, what? Why would the guy wear that? It's just, you know, I mean, you might be a grown male who 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 goes out wearing that. Never made rest on that, but that's not his fault. That's that's booking. Um, but sorry, I cut you off. No, no. Uh, they, they were in a trios match. <laughs> More, more to come on that later. Yes, indeed. Uh, but no, I mean, all in all, I mean, I don't think the crowd needed needed a, a pre-show to get to get hyped for it. Um, we move into the new lady faction, Damage Control, um, who all sort of reappeared, returned at Survivor Series. Bailey, Dakota Kai, and the renamed EO Sky. But two names. That's a plus point. It's Bianca Belair, um, Alexa Bliss, and um, Asuka. Um, yeah, it's cool. You don't need to have the champion in a title match. I've always been a big fan of it. Um, Bailey, I think, is brilliant. Um, the other two are getting the rub off her. Um, and it's sort of that move away from the, the four horsewomen. Um, and, with, you know, Ronda not on the show. Um, yeah, pretty good... Um, Six women tag match. Um, I think, I think the problem with, with the women is, like you say, the four horsemen. It's always come back to them. It always comes back to them. Plus Ronda. Really, plus Ronda, right when she's there, she dips in and out. But they're never really elevated anyone else to be on their level. Uh, yeah, and that okay. hurts you. It hurts you. Because you keep going, much like we said with Brock and Roman, it, you keep going back to the same matches. You could, it's the same ingredients. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, yeah. Well, I'm with you. I, I'm not a big fan of women wrestling. It's just, as somebody told me once, it's, it's not for me. It's to attract other people. That's fine. Um, so I'm not really a fan of it. But this match wasn't offensive, so that's all I could ask for. Things it, it, we've like. moved on from we've moved on from brand panties matches or bad sadly yes. Matches. Um, but yeah, <laughs> no. So so that was cool, and then we get a European match for the. Intercontinental title, which is I think the first time been defended in on a premium live event in about two years. Um, so a once proud title, mate. A once oh. proud title. And the last but, time they had a stadium show, it main evented it, which they touched <laughs> on. They had Brett. They gave the nut to, to the greatest in the crowd. Um, but but we touched on that at the last show. If anyone wants to go back and listen, we done a, a, a show on that watch along. Um, but it was fine. I, I, what do you think of Gunther slash Walter? I liked him better when he was fat. I just I thought he was more menacing. So I thought he's brilliant. He's, he's different. He's different then, isn't he? When he's you know yeah, got that look about him. He got a good pop when um, he he reunited Imperium. Um, the another renamed uh, Giovanni Vinci came out. So Imperium come out, which makes sense to. Even up the numbers against Seamus and his um, group, the Brawling Brutes. Um, 
they're making a big deal about Sheamus um, going for his ultimate Grand Slam because the IC is the only one that he hasn't won. You know, former US champ, tag champ, world champ, WWE champ, Money in the Bank winner, King of the Ring, Royal Rumble winner. Um, yet the IC eludes him. Um, I was anticipating that being the, the hometown pop. Um, perhaps the fact that it wasn't gave you an element of hope that maybe Drew was going to do it. Um, but, um, tell you what, what a match. Slobber knocker and Seamus can pull out these matches. I think it was early last year um, in the February pay-per-view. He had one with, with Drew, which was honestly WrestleMania worthy. Talk about beating the shit out of each other. All you need to do is that Oklahoma commentator was kind of a hat saying, Slabberknocker! Do you want to know, right, we were, what, we were chatting about this in one of the group chats I'm in, and people are like, oh, this match is dead boring. I went, it's not boring, it's different. It's different to the girls' match. It'll be different to the, the match that's going to come on next. And that that's okay. For too long, WWE have the same match, just with girls, tag teams, trios, uh, cruiserweights, or heavyweights, it doesn't matter, it's just the same match, people do the same moves so I enjoyed this, I really enjoyed this for what it was um, it's not going to be full of topi suicidas or whatever they're called um, but yeah, I thought this, for what it was, I thought it was really good Agreed um, Next up, I'm going to be honest, I went and made my dinner at this point because it was Liv Morgan versus Shayna Baszler so I did not see any of it Did oh, you watch man. this match? Yeah, I mean, they, they dropped the ball with Shayna so badly. I mean, she could just slot right in. You get a fire and Ronda chasing the the recently returned women's tag belts. Um, I think Shayna's brilliant. Liv Morgan came out in an outfit that I would say was as close to a homage as Sherry Martel, SummerSlam 92. Yeah, I got that. <laughs> it's like, yep, I like that little nod and a wink. Uh, that was that was pretty damn good, and and, and lives doing well. I mean, they are elevating a woman out with the horsewoman to the championship position. Um, she's the only person to have pinned Ronda twice, um, and she's playing the the plucky underdog champion, which with her height and build, fair play. Yeah, yeah. works for me. Yeah. Fair enough. Um... Next up, we had a, a reunion, is it, of former tag team champions, Edge and Rey Mysterio versus the Judgment Day. At first, I thought this was going to be an R-Trios match, but I was only half paying attention. Um, and I was like, oh, surely uh, Ripley's not going to wrestle with the guys. This is quite a good match. I've seen Edge bust out a few Canadian Destroyers, which is a move I absolutely detest. Um but overall, I thought this was decent, and then I I I detest that move. But the context that he did it on Raw in Canada made sense. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a daft move, but so is the worm in the people's elbow, you know. So uh, I, I don't I, mind you slagging pop- the people's elbow, but please refrain from slagging the worm. The the worm um, was overlit Rover. Uh, but no, I, mean, I, know, this- I know what you mean. But you know, and and done at the right time, it works, and it worked in Toronto a couple of weeks ago in Raw. You know, I think you know the Dominic Mysterio turn we saw coming. 
the which, the pop, which I've said the before pop. is fine. See, sometimes in wrestling, the, the ones, the most obvious thing is the anticipation of something happening, like somebody's getting beat on the ring. You know somebody's going to come back, and then you get the right pop in because you're seeing what you wanted to happen. As I said, sometimes in wrestling when they try and swerve and try and be too smart for their own good, it's rubbish. Just give us what we want to see. And, well, compare yeah. compare it compare it over to AEW where you've got the Gun Club and Billy. Right, we'll which, talk about your your ass boys soon. Which which made zero sense. This one you saw coming. It was logical. Dominic feels he's been pushed to the side. And as much as we've heard, uh, God damn it, Bruce Brothers don't fight. It is a little bit you know, hard to believe a, a son that was giving his dad a piggyback to the, room would, uh, to the ring would turn. But the way it was done was done correctly. He'd been battered by Rhea Ripley having his, <laughs> yeah, you know, just things. Uh, <laughs> and he goes for Edge. Can Edge be trusted? I'm upset. How can you trust Edge? Why are you not, why are you not picking me? I need to go with Edge against these guys. And he kicks him that hard in the balls at the end that his shoes come off. <laughs> oh, um, yes, it was fine for what it was. Um, I don't know. When Dom first came in, I thought he had a real chance. I think Simon was particularly high on him, but he stalled a wee bit. Um, be interesting to see where they go uh, with this one. We've seen it happen before, but I mean, it's it's one of these things as well that, okay, we don't get it on UK TV, but we watch it through other means. But <laughs> you've got the you've got the um, the biography series and the rival series on a Sunday night in the states. Yeah. So you're ju- you're just watching, you know, this whole journey and Dom. We we saw Dominic what in two thousand five. Uh, so we've got the Eddie Ray rival series, we've got the Ray biography, and it's like, dude, you have just shown that six days ago. <laughs> <laughs> now, how much of the, the audience that watched Biography and Rivals are watching the premium live event? We're probably that 10% marks. Um, so for the, the longer term, it probably makes sense. Uh, and I've often said that you know guys like us are not who the, the product's catered for. Because they, they're going to have our money anyway. Uh, but yeah, Judgment Day. Mid-card heel stable. Got the heat back. Uh, Finn and Priest ain't going to challenge for the big title. No. They're going to uh, fill TV segments. Rhea Ripley is another one that's absolute gold. And it's probably a good thing keeping her there right now so she's not lost in the shuffle. So Where do you think they're going with that? Do you think they're going for Alan like, Beth? Um, uh, well, yeah, but you, you did. I hate to mention it, Miz and Maurice against Edge and Ben. I, I, I honestly think you should be looking at um, probably Liv holding the title to Mania and Ripley being a beast of the Rumble if you're doing long term booking. Yeah, I think we may get a wee bit more of that. Just because I've no doubt, I think Triple H will be looking at Mania just now and see where he wants to go in an ideal world. Um, I know we've got major roadblocks before that, but uh, it's just interesting where we where we see that one going. Well, the um, thing is, everything else should really just be you know storyline filler, uh, because Survivor Series doesn't care for shit anymore. You know, um, we'll we'll get into Survivor Series season, um, 
next couple of months. Uh, we've got so many good anniversary shows that we could do if we can get our schedules to align. But, you know, um, I think you're really now looking at towards the Rumble. What's our next pay-per-view? We've got um, Extreme Rules. It's a throwaway. How many feuds right now are necessitating that sort of match? Probably the next one. Um, well, yeah. Um, I've always quite liked Seth Rollins. Um, but I think that new character has got annoying. It's, um, fuck, it's go away heat, man. It's up there with Miz. Again, it's... It's... It's not even a normal person with the volume turned up to 11. Like an Austin, like a Rock, like a Foley. Um, I I don't know anyone that walks about just constantly laughing. (laughs) Um, Certainly not us after the week we've had. No, no. Um, But I I absolutely loved the bit they did on Raw where they done the split screens and then Riddle losing the plot because he said something to him off (laughs) hashtag or in comments, <coughs> off the air. Um, I thought that was brilliantly done. And that's the gritty realism that I like. Um, I this, like the... It's not, uh, I want to challenge you for a match at the next pay-per-view because uh, this script tells me to say it. Oh, how dare you say that in this monotone voice. It's not like that. That, that was passion, right? That was... That, that felt like... That felt real. That... that you know what I mean? If, if, if you were watching that and it was a UFC, um, what was the show the UFC used to do? Ultimate Fighter or something? Two guys didn't like each other, blah, blah, blah. Uh, if this was boxing and people done that, that's believable. Rather than the one guy stands at the top of the ramp, the other guy standing at the bottom of the ramp or in the ring. I, I thought that promo was excellent. And this was quite a good match. It was. It was gritty. It was realistic. Um the thing I've always got is once you've been world champion, how do you keep yourself occupied? Yeah. Because logic would dictate that you're trying to get it back. You know? Um, That's why why, why I've always hated people that go from like a Seamus, like come in at the world title level and then drop down to US, no UFC, IC or US or 24-7. Has that been binned yeah. yet, the 24-7? Is that still going? Or is that going to be quietly forgotten about? I, th- I think it's actually just drifting away now. Um, resident half-wit um, Vince Russo's been maintaining that he's been getting paid by um, by the USA Network to be a consultant. But then you're also hearing that the, the people... That, the people that were coming up with the shite ideas, like the 24-7 title for the USA Network. Uh, so let's just hope that was just going to like slowly die a natural death. And, you know, I mean, I, I actually thought Dana Brooke, when she first came on the scene, when she was um, Charlotte's sidekick many, many years ago now, uh, probably six, was entertaining. It hasn't happened. Artrus 50, it's like, how much can you do with them? You know, Akiro Tozawa without a two or five live division. Um, what what you do with him? And then you've got Tamina who debuted in two thousand and ten with the Usos. <laughs> it's, yeah. 
it's 12 years man <laughs> yeah um, just been the, been the whole thing it's just nonsense it's like back in the day they're trying to recapture the card core title that's what they're trying to do right they're trying to capture that but it's just it's not working the, the, they've basically they've basically tried to do that, but uh, for any South Park fans, it's like the the Nambla episode where um, the boys are getting chased by the paedophiles who are getting chased by the parents, <laughs> and they just like randomly run through your screen. It's like yeah, we used to have women's matches for the bathroom break. I uh, see. So back in the day, the hardcore match was. There, there, there was a thing about being hardcore because obviously ECW just start no long started to come on the scene. Being hardcore was was something because we didn't get tables in every match. We didn't get um, chairs. We didn't get barbed wire. We did, so hardcore was something new, something fresh, something different. And that's eventually became a sort of comedy title. But at the start when Foley had it and stuff, boss man, it was taken quite seriously. Um, RVD and Undertaker held it three years into its. Um, there you go, but like from, from when it started. Remember, I mean, even Billy Gunn held it. Remember when Road Dog was fighting for it, and then Russell decided to just switch Billy Gunn and Road Dog. Oh, that Dogg was and, the most stupid thing they ever did. Billy Gunn, credible IC challenger. Road Dog, credible hardcore challenger. Oh, let's make Road Dog IC and Billy hardcore. Just stupid, eh? Um, but that's Russo. Russo, Russo gone to Russo. Um, but the main event was Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. I thought this was a good match, and the crowd were brilliant. The crowd were up for it. Um, Intro. Like, uh, Drew, Drew's old theme. Yep. Uh, the uh, who was the boy they had at ringside? The boy just came back, carrying Cross. Uh, I thought he was actually going to interfere. I thought somebody would interfere and cost Drew the title. I said that, but I thought it was going to be Cross. Um, but they had the crowd. They had them because they believed. And when you're and you're there and you're in the moment, and my missus was sitting watching it with me. My missus doesn't watch wrestling, right? I mean, she watches it whenever I watch it. You know what I mean? If it's on the background and she's reading or something, but she doesn't like sit study it. But even she was right in it and like wasn't Drew to win. Um, but they they got us and fair play to Drew. Um, and then of course we got. A sing along after it, which I was not expecting. Well, we also uh, we also got the we, we got we got the kilt dropped. Um, yeah. So we got the old the entrance was the old music, the kilt getting dropped. Um, we had carrying cross at ringside, thinking, "Oh, this could be the one to cross our hometown boy." Uh, he didn't do much. Threw a water bottle, um, almost a count out spot, and then. Theory. He's just <laughs> the way he just runs out with that that briefcase cracks me up. That that was wonderfully done. That was brilliantly done. The one at SummerSlam was even better, but he's holding it high above his head. Uh, uh, wonderfully and Tyson Fury. Now we are less than two months away from a Saudi show. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we know that the the Saudi shows, I think, was there's been six or seven of them now, have grossed more than the previous thirty eight WrestleManias combined. So there's money to be spent there. Um, 
But yeah, um, the sing-along apparently wasn't supposed to be on air. That would have made a lot more sense. Yes, I thought that uh, was a that was a, a bit of a faux pas. That because I said to my sister, she's like, "What is happening here?" I was like, "They usually do these things like after Raw." They sort of send yeah. the crowd home happy. That, that Spin- was not meant to be seen. Spinner Rooney's and shit like that, you know. Yeah. Under Undertaker Rooney's and uh, and things like that. It's like, but it never even sort of left like there was a logical, you know, what does Drew do now? Um, you know. He was probably going to run through um, Solicico, the uh, the fourth member of the bloodline, uh, and that could keep him occupied. Yeah. Um, is do you need Roman for Extreme Rules? For me, for what starts a marvelous pay per view has became so throwaway. Um, but you know, I'm not a fan of the the calendar pay-per-view system you know it's like we are now going into september or october whatever it is it's like so it's extreme rules right we're gonna have extreme rules but it's just like no your feud should be naturally building towards it you know much like hell in a cell oh it's the hell in a cell pay-per-view who's been feuding for a couple of months okay well you get hell in a cell match it's it is what uh, it is. It's it's the modern day. We've got to appreciate that we we do have. I wonder a if that will get scrapped though, because like the thing that made the the big four, big five, whatever you want to call them, was like everyone accepts that it's Rumble time. So Rumble's fine. Rumble's got a reason. WrestleMania is the big one. Um, SummerSlam is just the big event of the summer, right? That's that's nothing real special. There's not a SummerSlam match, um, like a Rumble match, right? And then you get Survivor Series at the end of the year, the traditional Survivor Series matches. There's no need which, for everything else. Which, which if done correctly, is a fantastic pay-per-view. Yeah. And it's been a long time since they got that one right. The, the only uh, one I don't mind is the Elimination Chamber. I think that's fine. Um, I, 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 don't I, like the, I don't like the position of it. it just, I was going to take the words right out of my mouth. I don't it think ju- it needs just, to be in February. It, just, it seems silly. It's like, you have to win a 30-man over-the-top rope battle royal, and then you have to beat, you know, six people in elimination chamber, and then you get a one-on-one match. It's like, no, because you probably have, like, you know, I mean, crikey, if you look how many times the title changed hands between, you know, the the, the day, day one pay-per-view to, to Mania, I think you had Big E. Who did you have here? Oh, my memory is appalling, mate. There's no point in asking me. Big E to Lashley to Brock to um, to Roman or something like that. It's like, it was like four from that period. Where, where, where would you put it? Right, I, I, Triple H calls you and says, Craig, we're redoing the calendar. We've got Rumble. We've got Mania. We've got SummerSlam, Survivor Series. Where do you put in the Elimination Chamber? Now, you can either put it as a pay-per-view, like that's the theme of the pay-per-view, or you no. can just put it on a pay-per-view. For me, put I would it, try and replace put, a King of the Ring. Put it, put it where it makes sense. Put yeah, it where it makes fair. sense, you know. First one, Survivor Season 2, 20-year anniversary this year, you know. It's uh, the world title was newly awarded to Triple H. Um couple of smallest finishes, you had a feud with Kane, you had a feud with RVD, 
You had Jericho floating around the background, you had Booker floating around, you had a feud with Michaels. He's got these people gunning for him, that's fine. You've been getting away with it, now you've got all of them. You know? Never it was never repeated until SummerSlam two thousand and three. You know, you've been feuding with Nash, you've been feuding with um, Goldberg, you're always feuding with Michaels. I oh, will chuck Jericho in there because Jericho's a handy potato to have in there. And you know, just to get for either out on the heel side, we'll put your buddy Orton in because he's in your stable. Makes sense. You know, it's like when when Edge won his first title. Cena's just gone through a, an elimination chamber. This is, you know, three weeks before the Rumble. And then you've got a Money in the Bank cash in, and then you've got a Rumble. It's like, it's just overkill, you know? You'll start is. really building these to where they're logically going to go. It's almost like, you know, when we, we, we listened to a lot of the old Tigers podcast, and they said WrestleMania was booked backwards, you know? You'd start booking the next year's WrestleMania the Monday after that one finished. And that's how and it you can be. You can still do these, like, you know, three month storyline arcs, four month storyline arcs. I'm sorry, I mean, call it storylines, you know, it used to be angles. <laughs> um, <laughs> but even you watch, like, biography and, and rivals, and I was like, and I was so happy to be in this storyline. It's like, for fuck's sake, it's not daytime soap opera. <laughs> um, <laughs> that that will come on to shortly. Has he time to wonder? <laughs> oh, will we be? But no, I mean, oh no, yeah. The the ending of the little single log was like, yeah, it's, it's not quite you know Rock Austin two thousand one <laughs> singing Hell Ready Delta Dawn before Survivor Series, but all in all, cracking pay per view. Um, hey, come back soon. We've only waited thirty years for it. And the Saturday night thing helped as well. That's the really enjoyable on a Saturday. How how good was that? After the football's finished, Saturday I'll afternoons be... for us actually. You know, uh, I mean, uh, I mean, I, 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 there's been a couple. Uh, yeah, I think the pre-show started at five. Um, mm. But if you I mean, there's been a fair few now. They've been Saturdays, and it works so much better for for an, inter- for, a, for, a, for a for an international audience. I think. I think a Saturday works so much better, you know. Yeah. It's not like I'm, I'm going to work on a Monday like a half shot knife. Um, you know, if you're looking at your 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 Far East audience, you know, you're watching that on a Monday morning. I, I think maybe the Saudi thing sort of changed that as well. But they're saying, well, you know, people are watching our premium live events at any time because you know they're kicking off like you know four o'clock in the afternoon, uh, which must be like you know lunchtime in the states. Yeah, um, especially when it's on demand now. Like it's not like they're ordering a pay per view, and if you miss the start of it, you're humped. Yeah, you know I mean, now you can say, "Oh, that started an hour ago. I'll press play and I'll just watch it as live." And, um, and you're and you're getting bleacher reports, WD network um, notifications. So it's like, yeah. But on you go. I was just going to move you on, know, but I'll it, let you finish. It, it's, it's, it's not like, you know, you're, oh, sugar, what am I going to miss? Because it's, you know, it's just, it's there. You know, it's like, sugar, switch off the smartphone for, you know, three hours just in case something ruins it. <laughs> you know, the, the world sort of changed. Unfortunately, it has, my friend. Unfortunately, it has. Um. So, yeah, I was on quite a 
a wrestling high. Um, then we come to oh, this pay per view is very aptly named uh, AEW's All Out. Now I am going to be honest, I skipped through quite a lot of this um, because AEW in the ring has been mm, okay. Uh, outside the ring, it's been rather explosive. But we'll talk about inside the ring first. How much of this, again, we'll just do it roughly first and then go through match by match, but how much of this did you watch and how much did you skip? Um, I started watching the pre-show um, and then I, I sort of dipped in and out of my, my slumber and then watched the whole lot in the, the Monday morning um, <laughs> before shit got real. In <laughs> <laughs> more ways than one. Uh, right, okay. So, um, I didn't watch any of the pre-show. Um, oh, savage! I, absolutely savage. The first match. I mean, uh, since we last spoke, there are another set of titles in AEW: the AAA World <laughs> Mixed Tag Team Champions. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the 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 trios. I was like, I wonder how long they'll last. Oh, no, yeah, uh, oh, there's, a, there's another one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and the list of titles is absolutely brilliant. It's, uh, it's gold. I think it's done like more more podcasts. In fact, I think AEW's got more titles being defended than we have listeners. <laughs> um, right, okay. So I'm trying to think about the first match I watched was. Um, must have been the Casino Ladder match I watched because I've never seen the All Atlantic title. I've never seen the FTW title. Um, so the Casino Ladder match I thought was filled with jobbers, if I want to be honest, right? Um, Including the ROH World Champion, the former Cesaro. I was going to say Cesaro is the only one that stood out for me. Um, I thought there was botches here. I thought it was a really poor quality. And then we get the Joker, and I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't quite understand the finish at first. Because these guys come into the ring, uh, Big Kaz or whatever he's known as now. W. Morrissey. Yeah, right. These guys goes up, and then one guy goes up and claims the 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 total thing. The pizza. And then they keep they sort of keep going, and then the Joker comes in. And I'm just like, the guy's got it. He he's the winner. Aye. And then I was like, so how, what what's happening here? The way if Stoke, they want Stokely to Hathaway is basically the the modern day Clarence Mason. So he's um, he's a NXT reject signed to AEW. Gosh, yes, another one. And uh, he's been making overtures to a number of people, building up a wee stable, lower lower card jobbers, if you will. And he picks it up. And then they've paid the Rolling Stones for rights. How much would that have cost them? Right, the way I would have done this, right, to make it clear, I would have had the Joker come out, signal to people to come out of the back, right, batter all the wrestlers, hold the ladder, let the Joker go up and claim it. Yeah, then we know like, what's happened and who's won. <laughs> it's like the Simpsons, who's at the door? Goons, hired goons. <laughs> yeah. Um, don't have the goons come in and then you're like nobody else there. Um, so yeah, I would have had the Joker come out, maybe stand at the bottom of the ring, have everybody else in the ring at that point. So uh, this, have, this, have a couple of this, people look at him and go, "What is this?" 
Yeah, yeah. But this is this is two weeks ago since Punk and Moxley had their brawling all through the show where you've got Claudio Castagnoli, the former Cesaro, who basically just picked up Moxley, your interim champion, and wasn't he letting him go, so you know he's hard as heck because <laughs> he's from the Blackpool Combat Club and he's your world champion from your other promotion and he's made to look like a woman putts. Um, but, uh, so that I say that's the way I would have done it. I would have people coming out, were under clearly under destruction, and then I would have had them climb the ladder themselves, not get somebody else to do it. But yeah, who's Matthew Tony? Another another Simpsons reference. You know who shot Mister Burns? I thought Smithers did it. Lisa, that would have made a hell of a lot more sense. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so the Joker wins. Um, the, 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 the Joker, we don't know who is, but he's the Joker. It's almost like Halloween Havoc 1991 with the Halloween Phantom, who later came out as Rick Rude. <laughs> um, next up, we had the Trios Championship, which I want you to settle down. Um, the the I, got young brown, I got my brown paper bag. The oh, Young Bucks oh, won this. I know it was shocking. Um, nobody yeah, seen that, it really coming. It's the yes. elite, actually. Yeah, whatever. Um, uh, and Kenny Omega. So they defeated Hangman and the Jobber Order. Um, I skipped this match. I have no interest in seeing the Young Bucks do 5,000 super kicks. Um, but I'm sure we may touch on the elite in a while. Did you watch the match? What did you think of it? I, like many other people, and like I have done for the last two weeks of Dynamite, have skipped this trio's carry-on. The very fact that we have two other six-man tag matches on this card. <laughs> <laughs> so I went, meh. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it was... I flicked through it. It was exactly what we expected it to be. And I'm an old school wrestling fan, but that doesn't work for me, brother. Um, if you're someone that likes Young Bucks, I'm sorry, but uh, Xander. Yeah. Um, what else do we have here? Next up, Jade Cargo versus Athena again. No interest, so I skipped. Just tell me if you watch any of these because I see I skipped quite a lot of this. Uh, um, that was that was, that that was the epitome of uh ten years ago WWE pre four horsewomen bathroom break match. Um, next up was uh, FTR and Wardlow. Now, <sighs> Wardlow okay. been... this this no, this is brilliant, right? So you have. Your TNT champion, so your second best singles championship. And you have partnering him, your AAA, New Japan, and Ring of Honor tag team champions. And they're not even worthy of getting into your trios tournament. Uh, Dude. <laughs> Uh, now, the motorcycle machine guns, you're talking about 10 years ago. I, I used to love the motorcycle machine guns when they were in TNA. I thought they were absolutely brilliant. 
I mean, I'm sure he one of them got a bad injury. Machine guns, by the way. That's all right. People are used to my faux pas, but they were really, really good. Um, and Jay Lethal oh, was one of these. I'm trying to think who he would be with a football player where he's good at certain things, but he's just never taken seriously. You James Milner. You just probably read my mind, right? He's good at quite a lot of things, <laughs> like he ticks a lot of boxes, but rather than being a really outstanding promo or really outstanding in the ring, he's sort of quite good at everything. <laughs> so if you're doing one of these we've got a player things, it'd be like almost a perfect circle where he's good really at everything, but he just doesn't excel at anything. Oh um, welcome. Well, that's that's slightly different. Um, so, <laughs> uh so yeah, that that was there. Next up, Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse Hobbs and a match that looks like it was cobbled together on the back of a fag packet. Um, two two young up and coming stars. They get five minutes. They get a TV match. Did they need the pay per view money? Could you have held that off till the next pay per view? You know. Yeah. It's only what, three four weeks since the turn. You know, AEW operate a, a five pay per view cycle per year. You know, could you have built that up? Do, do they have Do they have another ten minutes in them to do that? Could you have sent them a different pass to then come back and feud again? Because I don't see who comes out. You know, is Powerhouse Hobbs then going to be fed to Wardlow after that? Where does Powerhouse Hobbs go after that? Where does Ricky Starks go after that? Are they going to fight for the nonsensical FTW title held by Hook? Because you've got to keep Hook, who was on the pre-show, strong. So it's like it's a match that probably didn't even need to be there and benefited no one, in my opinion. Um, yeah. No, 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 that's that's my opinion. What's yours? It's a, it's I, I, I didn't watch it, so I just yeah, skipped it. It's a, it's a, it's a, it, basically, it basically became a ladies' match bathroom break from 2007. Yeah, um, I mean... This is where AEW should be putting in. Like, see if Tony thinks that in five years these guys will be good enough to main event, right? This is where you start building these things so that you can go back and say, oh, they first met all the way back here at All Out in 2022. Um, they obviously can't do this for everyone, but Hobbs has got something. Hobbs has got it, a wee bit about him. It's, it's, it's Rick Martel, Tita Santana. It's Sean and Marty. You know, you yeah. can always pencil them back in together and have that backstory. Um, but for whatever reason, we're not getting it. Um, yeah. Um, next up, Swerve in our glory, who really is just a tag team that was called together because the Bucks didn't want a job to FTR. Um, against your boys, the acclaimed. So I'm just going to let you talk about this match. Which Absolutely is quite good, right. and they claimed they're over. Over like Rover. They, they've, you know, that's who you're then starting building that division around. If you didn't have FTR and three sets of belts with them. <laughs> because how can you have your own brand's tag champs and another team with, you know, 
three sets of belts and they're never touched and they're never interacted. Now, I used to like the, you know, the multiple brand champion, you know, 20, 30 years ago. Vader used to have it in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ultimo Dragon for the Cruiserweight for like nine belts with them. <laughs> you know, it, yeah, I travel the world, I beat people, that's my shit. But you've tried to establish your own brand of tag champs, <laughs> and you've got, yeah, how many, how many of these other guys are like, you know, going around picking up belts like, you know, mini stickers? You know, Johnny Cochran type. It does not make sense. Um, it's just, dude, there's so, there's so much potential in this brand, and they just seem to bam it up every damn time. It's it, it, it's daft, you know. They claim they're over like Rover, you know, and, and, and we'll we'll get to the media scrum, and you know, part you feel sorry for Tony because he was literally bullied into trying to <laughs> trying to get a rematch now. Logic would dictate they are claimed have lost their shot at the ta- titles. They are back down the rankings and they have to build themselves back up to get to it. He's like, yeah, well, maybe they can get a shot at the next, you know, pay-per-view. It's, it's like, man, just... You know, gets, it's the same argument we have with WWE. It's like, get some structure, more so for, for Tony, grow a set and start saying, where am I going with these people? Because it's literally like the whole show is becoming a WCW tribute where, you know, the show's set and Hogan comes out his trailer after, you know, 20 Bud Lights and says, that doesn't work for me, brother. Rewrite. (laughs) There is such a feel to that now. It's, It's not even funny. But we will move on because we still have big hopes for the acclaimed. We do. Um, Britt Baker was up against Jamie Hayter, Hiroki, I'm not going to try to say that, Shida and Tony Storm. I skipped over this one. Well, this uh, is for they, another inter- interim uh, women's champion, which um, we had Tony Storm. She was allied with Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa is injured, or as Tony Storm says in the media scrum, says she's injured. <laughs> Yeah, albeit there's a forbidden door and there's pulling back the curtain, but god damn, this is... Right, moving on. Moving on. Um, we never really quite get the resolution that we were waiting for for this next match, which was Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage, because I think Christian's injured. So they Again. had to do a quick rewrite. Who would have thought it? I think he's about 50. Well, uh, I, I, tell you, I tell you what, if you injure someone's arm with a steel chair shot, the match is cancelled and moved to the next, and moved to the next pay per view. Why waste the time? Yeah, it it just confuses things further with, with Luchasaurus. Okay, it's just it's you not know? good booking. It's all over you know, the place. You you could you could lock uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry up in Alcatraz, a la Roddy Piper ninety seven. First ninety seven <laughs> reference of the show to me. Um, you could lock him up and have him wait another three months to get hold of him. You know, Christian Cage, even injured, <laughs> walking down the aisle, turns to Jungle Boy's mum and says, gives the call me gesture. 
<laughs> there is not a heel right now as good as Christian. Well, makes some real life heels, but um, Brian Danielson on, ca- on, ca- on camera. <laughs> Danielson versus Jericho. Um, I had this on the background. I thought it was all right, but this is the second time that Jericho's beat Danielson. Am I right? He pinned him in a tag match that Danielson got injured the Anarchy in the Arena or whatever it was. Yes, but who does it benefit? Where, where do you go? Well, <laughs> you know, are they going to do a best of three? You know, does it culminate in Iron Man or something like that? I mean, can Jericho go? It'd have to be 30 minutes being Jericho for an hour. Ooh. But it's... I mean, again, it, it was fine for what it was. Was it worth 23 minutes? Um we used to say that with Triple H matches. You should be shaving like four minutes off a year at WrestleMania. Could you give it an extra four minutes to Hobbs and Starks? Yeah. It's, it's... And by this this point, you are bloody exhausted, you know? Well, and people it, that watch this full time, I, I wasn't, I was okay. <laughs> I really wanted to see the main event. Um, next up, we get the house. Of course you did, you know? I, I watched it next morning, to be fair. So, so I, you know, but I was, I was uh, dipping in and out of sleep, and yeah. Darby Allen, Steiger, Miro. The the recently conditional released Malachi Black, Alistair Black, husband of um, Zelina Vega. Uh, thank you. I think you probably go back to WWE, wouldn't you? I think Triple H is a bit mm. of a fan. But I, I, can't, I can't see it. I just don't see it with him. I think he's too small. Um, if you're going to have some creepy gimmick, like a cult or something, I think you phone Bray Wyatt and say, look, bring back Bray Wyatt. That's that fiend nonsense. Um, because or, or we need somebody up against a bloodline. Well, it's just going to be like benchmark of NXT. Which, uh, yeah. Which, which is maybe the level. You know, it, it's like big guy on third show. Um, you know, again, another well, this one's called a six man tag match as opposed to a trios match. So we had three of these matches. That, now, that bad Buddy Murphy boy is just he just seems jobber to me. I mean, he's in shape, he's one of these guys in shape, he's getting another worse look, but uh, he's just a jobber. And Julia Hart's lovely as well, yeah. Um, but it's, it's like. What do you do with these guys? You know, it's like there's there comes a point where you just have to go. You can't keep on collecting wrestlers like panini stickers. Do, do I know? Like, I'm using the Bleacher Report website as my reference for this, um, uh-huh. and the notable moments and observations from this match. Right, Alan's face paint looked awesome. It always does. Right. Second one, mm-hmm. Taz is underrated as a commentator. Okay. Uh, third one, Sting moves too well for someone his age. <laughs> so it probably tells you all you need to know about this match. Um, but we shall go into the main event. John Moxley versus CM Punk. And I think this was Moxley's first pinfall defeat in a couple of years or something like that. It was. Yeah. Um, CM Punk obviously overlit Rover in Chicago. He wore his white gear. Um, Punk eventually wins the belt. Uh, 
which again I don't they obviously done the the, the sort of what do you call it the, do you call it the rocky angle where you you lose but then come back and win uh, I, 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 I called it an online forum a, a couple of weeks ago when you're like what happens in this match they're going to win Dynamite it's like you know Moxley's going to win it Punk's going to get out of the pay-per-view uh, you know nod to Randy Savage by Punk <laughs> always wore a white or a gold when magic was going to happen um, it's there was no way any other result was happening in Chicago no way I don't, I don't mind them doing that, right? It's quite cool. Uh, it make, everyone it makes a sense. comeback story. But surely it's longer than a week. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or whatever it was. Like, if that was me, I, I know they don't have a timing, right? But with a lot of things that EW do, you're like, I can see what you're trying to do. You're just making a bit of an arse of it. Um, well, the first time we're going to face each other is going to be a Tallahassee Whorehouse death match. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's... it's I mean, Again, right, I know the timing and they've got punks been injured and stuff, but if this had been done over, again, I'm just talking ideal world stuff, right, say that the next full full of gear pay-per-view, as I call it, for Tony Khan, um, but see, he built to that, right, Punk had been defeated, right, and he starts doubting himself. Build that up over a couple of weeks, right? Don't just have one promo and then for a steal and then he's fine and suddenly believes himself and come back and wins. The greatest week on mainstream TV ever. You know what I mean? Ever. But again, it's like, oh yeah, I've lost my belt. I don't know what I'm going to do. Slaps the face. It's like Popeye spinach. I'm back again. One, two, three. Back to the room. Yeah, I said nothing against the angle. Just draw it out a wee bit more. Correct. And and, and especially with with the, the five, okay, maybe six, if you chuck in the Japanese ones, um, pay-per-view cycle that that you've got you've got the opportunity to build to that Mm -hmm. you know it's it's so easy not every match you don't have to have a match every week and every match doesn't need to be a death match collar match exploding turnbuckles you know i mean that's the thing they could have like had one week a steel talking to punk and then the next week, Punk was scheduled to be here, but he's not. So the next week, we send the, the crew to Chicago to look for him. We talk to his wife. Um, blah, John, blah, blah. Moxley, John Moxley beats up Ace Steel. John Moxley shaves Larry the dog. And he will break Larry the dog's bones and eat Larry the dog's blood. And... Remember who was it? Taker was what he faced Ric Flair. Did he know like, beat up Arn Anderson and um, David Flair? David Flair and stuff. Uh, I so like have Moxley, like Moxley. Again, you probably turn him full heel, but have him say, "Oh, I don't believe that this title's mine until I beat CM Punk for it." Uh, blah blah blah. The usual, all the jazz, and and if you can really make Moxley or someone else look like a real killer heel, have you done that? Um, but anyway. Uh, we may as well talk about the the main talking point of the week. Right, Craig, let's talk about it. The big event of the week. It is changing literally by the hour. Um, a rough timeline was after the main event. AEW had their now uh, standard press conferences. 
which media scrum, media scrum, if you want to call it the American term, um, which they generally do. Um, I don't think we've ever done anything too controversial before. But Punk goes off on a rant. He starts by talking to a reporter about Colt Cabana. Um, has a rant about Colt Cabana, then proceeds to turn on Adam Page and the Young Bucks for planning stories with Uncle Dave about how Punk was trying to get um, Colt Cabana fired. Punk says, I really don't care what he does. And realistically, it's not like Punk's came in and got, I don't know, say Jericho, who was a top star, fired or anything like that. I don't think Punk's cared. Um, and since then, there's been a, a melee, as uh, Uncle Dave reported, and then says, I don't really know what that word means. Um, and it has all kicked off. As we record this on the Wednesday evening, the Bucks, Pat Buck, uh, Adam Page, Cutlass, or whoever it was, have all been suspended. Punk has went home. We are led to believe that Punk will be gone from the company. Um, apparently, I don't know if it's Tony himself, but apparently they've conducted interviews via Zoom to determine what happened. Um, Chris, just, Chris Daniels, the, the talent relations guy, is also suspended. Yeah. Um, it's... It's all, it's okay. What's your take on it? Who do you think's right? I mean, I'm a CM Punk guy, so I'm going to be biased towards Punk. But what are your views on this? I think I feel sorry for Tony in some regard, but in the other instance, he sort of sets himself up for it. These backstage rumblings have been coming for a while. Now you then obviously have these issues underlying and you get a guy who has just literally bled for you and put a camera in front of him and they're not catering to mainstream media, you know. It's not like it's CBS, NBC, it's Dave Meltzer and, <laughs> you know, uh, the first guy that asked the question used to be aligned with Colt Cabana, it's in Chicago, it's in his hometown. And I think Punk handled himself quite well. You know, he is, I've said it before with AEW, it's like they needed people to get to a certain level. They then needed to start to cut bait. You know, I, I put it in context with, you know, a football team, you know, to get out of Division 3, you need these players. But you can't keep these players all, all around when you're in the, the Premier League. Colt Cabana seems such a strange, strange one to die in the hill for. <laughs> you know, a, a, a guy that has literally achieved, in the grand scheme of things, nothing. You know, would you would you buy a ticket? Yeah. To see Colt Cabana. No. No, me neither. <laughs> Would, uh, 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 and again, I say that, you know, you and I are, are the, the 10% diehard fans that will be watching the product. Probably not as much as we used to, but we're still watching it. You've got our money. 
he's not he's not going to entice your casual viewer. You know, no one knows who the who the blue hell he is. And yeah, there's underlying issues there now. Common sense would dictate that I am bringing in CM Punk. I am paying him X amount of money because he is going to bring in a multiple times of that money. There is an issue with this person who brings me in zero money. I will get rid of the zero person money to make the big guy happy. That's how it works. Whatever's happens, happens. And there's obviously been a little... It's, it's almost high school and it's, I think the, the term passive aggressive and you know, little Chinese whispers have gone on and, you know, it, it, it's the new world. You know, the good old days, you'd, you had a problem with someone, you'd walk up, you'd smack him in the face. No, no. Well, no. I, 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 we were led to believe something like that may have happened. <laughs> now what are you going to do? But this is this has manifested itself for months. Probably the guts of a year now. And as Punk said, he's old, he's tired, he's beat up. You know, he's got screws in his plate for doing a stage dive. That's on him. He's still the he's still the bloody name in the marquee, though. Yes. You buy the pay per view for him. You look at the last couple of episodes of Dynamite, and you know I, I don't believe that ratings are that much of a currency, but it does give you a little bit of an indication. The AEW have always started a show with CM Punk. They've never waited until the last segment to say, here's CM Punk, folks, because everything has gone downhill. You know, the last two weeks with trios and Omega, they've lost 100,000, 200,000 viewers. And, hey. and that's the thing. It's not like the old days where... Like you say, you, you judge everyone by the ratings, but if you are watching, if you say, right, okay, our ratings are, I'm just going to pick random numbers here, right? 2.4, oh, it went up to 2.5, oh, back down to 2.2, oh, up, 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 up. It's all sort of steady, and then it goes to 1.7. Then you're like, whoa, what, what happened there? And if that's a common theme, then people turn it off. Yes, it's like it's like crusty the cloud. What happened to the meteor hit? That's what I thought. <laughs> it's... it's, it's there is a very small niche market that like the Young Bucks, that like Orange Cassidy. There's probably a lot of people who go, what in the blue hell is that? And, you know, as much as they say they won our, our ratings war on a Wednesday night, I swear to God, if you were to have that, you know, head-to-head with Raw, Right now, and you had let's just let's just group them all together: Orange Cassidy, Young Bucks, and some other chud. Maybe maybe Jericho might get a pass, but you know the the, the comedy stars and Roman Reigns is on the telly. You know what you're watching. Yeah, they might draw level. If Miz was on, but you know, remember who's bringing the crowd in? Probably the biggest mistake they had was that all in before EW, where they actually managed to sell it in arena because people were curious. Hold on, what is the alternative? 
and then AEW came to carry on after that, saying, yeah, this alternative's got potential. Because if you watch that first All In show, there was some good stuff on it. It was different, yeah. it was fresh, it was, you were getting away from the almost the, the copy and paste booking that um, the WWE did. But, I mean, for me, I, I'm, you've got to go with punk on this one. You know? It's like, I am here, you're making money off me, I know my worth, I'm getting this shit, I'm not putting up this shit. Fair enough. And, you know, I've, I've said before, right, I'm a CM Punk guy. Right? I I can relate to CM Punk. I, I can I've, take him or leave him. Right, that, that's cool, that's cool. right? But for me personally, right, I like CM Punk. I think the certain wrestlers you gravitate to, right? I like CM Punk. I like tattoos. Uh, I don't drink. I don't really like people. So <laughs> we share a lot of common themes, right? Um, so I, I can relate to him on the screen. Um, his matches tend to be sensible, laid out. He's not doing 12 Canadian destroyers, a pile driver going through a table, hitting someone with a sledgehammer, and then nipping up and winning with a roll-up. Um, they're, they're Bret Hart Raw 94 tributes. But that's yeah, cool, because I'm that's a Bret fine. Hart guy. That's fine. <laughs> um, the Young Bucks, on the other hand, wrestle children. Um, they just look like people that just those little dicks. Um, their matches contain five thousand super kicks that don't hurt anyone. They look stupid. They have two thousand four hundred nineteen false finishes every match, and just generally make a mockery of the business. And so, and, and, and they're they're holding each other and setting it up, and you can see where it's going, and it takes so yeah. long to do it. What was the last one? Uh, was it the? Will Osprey and the, the Aussie brothers, or it might be the uh, one before. Oh no, it was Pack. It was um, whatever Pack's um, stable's called, and it took thirty two seconds to get ready to, you know, do our yeah. salt. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, it's like uh, no, you just run up and nut punch someone. You know, I, 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 one of my dream matches would have been the Young Bucks against. And even though these guys are in their sixties and you know, some of them are dead, you know, but the young bucks against public enemy, they're both dead. But that that's still a cool match. Um, the APA or the Nasty Boys, <laughs> I'd um, see them try their shit there. Yeah, as I say, they they created. They think they created this environment. They don't like that Punk's a bigger star. Like you say, it's very much of the the guys that started the football team, right? If you want to use that analogy. They started the football team to have fun with their friends, right? And they found somebody to back them. But now all of a sudden, people are quite liking the football team. They've got a bit of publicity. It's doing quite well. And it's maybe went up a wee division or two. But now suddenly the people want other people. Other people are interested in joining. These people are bigger stars. They're used to working in better places. And then they don't like it because it's not what they want. It's so the now they're kicking scene. Jer- Jericho in his first book said the same thing about National Hall. When National Hall came to WCW first, like, you know, six months they were there, they were the first ones to TV. They were interested. They were invested. Why are they invested? They were making money. The rest of them were all saying, oh, great, now you guys are here. We're more successful. We're going to work house shows. You know? It's like, 
how dare you come in and make this place more successful we have to work harder or change your game it's it's just so I mean I loved everything that everything Punk was saying I was like yes because I am a cornet <laughs> the back of my number Jimmy, when's this podcast coming out? Because this is going to be gold. I'm refreshing Twitter. I'm refreshing YouTube. I'm like, <laughs> and, and the thing is, there's like, there's an audience now that are watching AEW just to hear what Cornette says about it. <laughs> and, and, and you and I are, are, are part of that. Um, you know, it's like, I think I really started watching AEW when, you know, you and I was started doing this and, He's like, have you seen this Roads for the Top? And <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's the other one, Cody. I mean, Cody. I was a big Cody critic. A year ago, Cody in AEW, you're like, nah, no way is he going to, you know, either go back to WWE, let alone probably be in the biggest hope of ending Roman's reign if um, if Rock doesn't return. Now he's he he's set in place for that. It's it's absolutely mental how this how Cody has turned it around because he has said he looked at there and thought, nah, I'm not one my legacy being alongside you, chuds. Cody was smart. Cody was smart for Henderson. But we have spoke for well over an hour. Um <laughs> this story is changing. What will we do next time, Craig? What will we do? I, I think we do I it? think we I think we've got to do the rumour and innuendo um, of, of what happened after the scrum. Right, okay. Because what, what we do? A-Steel has got to have had the greatest week. <laughs> because you'd heard of him. No one really seen him. He comes out on national television, the first appearance I can remember in. He drops an F-bomb. He follows it up because we're led to believe the young bucks went into Punk's dressing room or were either waiting for him or went in. Punk punched the little annoying buck. (laughs) Finally, at AEW, someone backstage used a chair properly (laughs) and they steal knocked out the other buck with a chair before going full bifter, Bret Hart, 97, grabbed Kenny Omega by the hair, but did stop there and bit him. Right, what we'll do, right, we'll wrap it here and we will come back next week or something once the story is fully unravelled we'll find out who's staying, who's going and we'll pick it apart piece by piece. And we will see if our view has changed. Does that sound fair? And we'll maybe ask Sai or Xander to come on and uh, try and find someone to back up the Young Buck side of things. Let's go for that. Or we can well, just look forward to uh, Cactus Jack's um, debut in Madison Square Garden 25 years ago. We'll do one or the other. Um, Craig, thank you very much for joining me on this Marathon Length pod. Well, scissor me daddy ass. Uh, And we will speak to you all again very, very soon. And as always, thank you so much for listening.
was a Quite the Thing media production.